Welcome to The Therapist's Guide to Getting Unstuck. I'm Monica Pitek fugetti a licensed practicing counselor, and I specialize in anxiety and trauma treatment. I own a practice in Michigan called Whole Mind Wellness. For more information about me, you can head on over to wholemindwellnessplc.com. This podcast is aimed at erasing the stigma around mental health. I hope you enjoy the show. Now let's get on with it. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Monica Pichak fugetti your host. So today I want to talk a little bit about fear. I have been struggling with fear a lot. I, I mean, I think that we all struggle with fear from time to time, but there are, are some things that I'm doing in my life that are requiring me to kind of take a leap of faith. And we might have all heard the the quote, jump and the net will appear. Well, that's kind of how I'm living my life right now, which is not typically how I live my life. I'm usually not a risk taker. I'm usually somebody who just sits right right inside the box and and hopes for the best, hopes not to be seen too much. Uh, But this time I have realized I am gonna live by my value system and I am going to take some measures and some steps that move me toward my value. And a consequence of that is that some fear comes up in me. So I thought this is a good time for us to talk about fear because I'm sure I'm not the only one here thinking that we are afraid of something, right? Fear is something that we all feel. Some of us might feel it, let it pass and then let it go and then we can just go about our day, but Others of us are not so lucky. Sometimes it can become crippling and then it quickly can turn into anxiety. The thing about anxiety is that you cannot manage it without forming a relationship with it. I know, right? That sounds terrible. It is like being part of an abusive relationship on purpose. Plot twist. If you don't take time to spend with your anxiety, you are letting it control you. And if you are letting anxiety control you, you might find yourself letting people control you. And that can manifest into something more tangible, like an actual abusive relationship, which is absolutely not something to joke about. Today, what I want to do is just dive deeper into that concept of fear. This is the first step to getting your anxiety under control. You might want to take notes on this, but if you're like me, you're probably listening to this while driving or walking. So you might want to check back and listen to it again when when you have time to jot things down. So all, all that to say, let's... Uh, Let's get on with it. So number one, fear has a past. Whether you know it or not, your fear stems from significant events in your life. We learn how to be afraid. If anxiety is the branches, fear is the root. One of my biggest fears is not feeling accomplished. So when I start dissecting where that came from, I am taken back to a time in my life when I was told that I was worthless. As I got older, I equated that fear of being worthless with the need to prove that I am valid. To do that, I have a need to feel accomplished. Without accomplishment, I feel worthless. If I feel worthless, I start letting worthless thoughts creep in. And then before I know it, I'm wrapped in a blanket of anxiety. See how that works? Another example is a fear of commitment. Some people with a fear of commitment actually have a fear of abandonment stemming from a time in their life where someone they cared about left them without notice. So the list can go on and on and fears are not limited to just one. Fear lets anyone join the party. It's not discerning. But here's where you need to start. Think about your own life and behaviors. Do you see a pattern? Think about these patterns. What fear lies beneath them? 
Number two, fear is a present. Whatever it is that you fear, it's probably going to come out in different ways. None of them usually good. So for example, if you have a fear of abandonment, do you find yourself unable to get close to people? Do you find yourself controlling, jealous, or possessive when you do let people in? The behaviors that your fear dictates, dictates, I can't say that word, the behavior that your fear dictates can and will cause damage to your existing relationships and your overall mental health. The simple truth about fear is that it lies to us. You know, you might have heard me say that brains are jerks sometimes. Well, fear is a liar. It is never going to lay a foundation of positivity. It is a terribly uncomfortable emotion that human nature makes us want to run from. But we have to stop running if we want to start growing. Number three, fear has a future. So often we feel like we are chained in our past. Generally, people resist change. That's human nature. I found that there are not a whole lot of people out there that are self-aware. I don't know if you've noticed that too. A lot of us live our lives with who we think we want to be without really taking time to think about who we are. And that's not to say you can't be all those things that you envision yourself being, but you have to know where you're starting from first. So self-awareness is really, really important. If you want to know if someone is self-aware or not, call them out on a negative personality trait that they have that is obvious to everyone else and see how they respond. If they're defensive, then they probably don't know themselves very well. Anyway, overcoming fear does require some self-awareness, and I don't want to take that lightly. Self-awareness is hard. It requires looking at the truth about who you are. For me, that meant realizing that I take a lot of things personally. I can get defensive easily, and I can be rigid in a lot of ways. Now that I know that, when I find myself getting defensive, I am more likely to take a look at what is causing the defense and why. Then I can tackle my own messaging instead of the event that is causing me to be defensive. Also, it's liberating because now if people call me defensive, I'm like, eh, I am defensive and I'm not getting, I'm not getting defensive in trying to tell them that I'm not because I know myself. Does that make sense? Hopefully. But self-awareness doesn't only make us look at the bad. It also makes us look at the good. This can be harder than seeing the bad if you're someone who struggles with self-esteem, especially if historically you have been told that you are bad, either by caregivers, teachers, or other people in authority and people that maybe you respected. So for example, for me, I know that I am emotional, but I also know that I am passionate. When I believe in something, I am all in. So when I find myself getting overly sensitive about something someone says to me, I can recognize that if I'm getting overly emotional, then it must be because what was said triggered a passion of mine. From there, I can look at the situation more objectively and from the other person's perspective. For example, I'm passionate about social justice. If someone says to me something that is culturally insensitive, I might be likely to fly off the handle. But knowing this about myself, I am more easily able to look at the messenger. Do they share my passion? Do they know about cultural competencies? Maybe this is not a topic that they find relevant. No matter how I think about their viewpoint, me being overly emotional in my response is going to shut down any meaningful conversation. What I want you to do is take a close, hard look at yourself, both the negatives and the positives. It's a process and you will not be able to do it overnight, but taking the first step to awareness will help you attack your fears better. The future of fear is dependent on your ability to understand it. You do not have to be handcuffed to your past ways of dealing with fear. The good news is that it, in its simplest form, fear is just an emotion. And the thing about emotions is that you can control them. Sometimes it doesn't feel like you can and it's not easy, but you can. Remember, this is a journey, but it is worth it and you are worth it. Thanks for listening to this episode of 
Therapist Guide to Getting Unstuck. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to give me a five-star rating a five-star rating and write a comment in the reviews. You can also leave a voice message too. If you go to my show notes, there'll be a link for that. You can follow me on social media. I have a lot of good things up in my YouTube channel and you can head on over to my website at wholemindwellnessplc.com. And until next time, I hope that you guys have a great one and take care. Mm-hmm.